I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, Call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. What did Trump say about the troops? And does it matter? We have new polls. We have the Biden campaign that has a new hero. And finally, we have some dancing videos. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. Okay, here we go. It is election season. You know what that means. You and I have got to learn to properly prepare for election season. What I mean by that is it is the age now, it will be two straight months of a brand new random Trump attack that gets pushed by the media, pushed by the Democratic Party, and everybody jumps in and acts as if it's really legitimate this time. And it's easy for you and I to get caught up in them. Not necessarily believe it, right? Because I mean, I'm talking about the Atlantic piece that ran where Trump supposedly called the dead troops losers or something. That's not remotely believable. It's not the way he conducts himself in private with police and fire and, and military guys. He just doesn't do that. So whatever. Setting that aside, whether you believe it or not, you need to get ready for more. You know this isn't going to be the last one, Right? And every single one is going to feel legitimate. And this happens every four years. Every four years, the Democrat Media Alliance has a group of these stories ready. And don't believe them 
when they roll out the next one and say this new information came to light somebody has come forward always an anonymous source right this one had four anonymous sources nobody ever wants to put their name on that i would think if i was accusing the president of the united states of america calling our fallen veterans losers i'd be more than happy to put my name on that donald trump said it oh come on no he didn't but they're all going to seem legitimate they're all going to act like this is new info that's not how the democrat media alliance does things the Democrat Media Alliance already knows the next two or three scandals they're going to roll out between now and Election Day. They have the guests lined up they're going to push for cable news. They have the talking points lined up. They have probably already emailed said talking points out to the Democratic candidates or the Democratic candidates, if they're the ones who came up with it, have emailed the talking points to the media people. And don't tell me, Jesse, they don't, they don't work together like that. You forget we've had leaks. We've had several leaks now because this is a technology age of email correspondence between the Democratic Party and media people. And it's it's how you would talk to an employee. It's, it's how you would talk to an employee, a co-worker, a teammate on a football team. Hey, I just want to make sure you know when we played the Atlanta Falcons this week, we're going to be playing a lot of nickel. All right, I got it. We're playing. To, that's how they talk to each other. Look at who works in the newsrooms. That's all you need to know. Who works in the newsrooms? A bunch of Democrats. And when do they leave said newsrooms? As soon as a Democrat gets elected and they get a job in that administration. And they go right back from that administration back into the newsroom if a Republican gets elected. You need to understand they are one and the same. They're the same entity. They're not, not working with each other. They're the same thing. That's one. Two. When I say it's going to seem legitimate, they know how to make these stories look good. They do this stuff for a living. Don't you remember? Do you remember the Brett Kavanaugh stuff? I know, I know vaguely. You remember it was a big disaster and it looked really bad. They had a big show trial on. But they had multiple witnesses willing to come forward writing articles about the Brett Kavanaugh assaulted me and then it would come out the lady was some wing nut he's never even met completely discredited and no one covers that fact oh, oh okay I guess we got that wrong and then they roll out another one Brett Kavanaugh serial rapist and it turns out she's a nutbag too and so they all forget about the, oh okay never mind, never mind and then who can forget Christine Blasey Ford you remember that she has this story this heartbreaking story and she stood there in front of Congress and her voice quivered and she looked like she was scared and crying and it turned out to all be crap the least verifiable story ever a story that's so bad if Brett Kavanaugh was a private citizen he undoubtedly would have sued her for libel and won a fortune there was just I don't remember anything I'm afraid of flying. Turns out she flew everywhere. You forget how much crap that was. But even I, as cynical as I am, even I had a moment watching her, her voice quiver before Congress. Just a scared woman. I had a moment where I thought, man, is that real? You think that looks real? And then, of course, we got all the facts and none of it was real. None of what you see is real. It's all crap. It's all coordinated. It's all been planned out ahead of time. So what I'm going to address now is not necessarily the Trump Atlantic story. I'll, I'll give you a couple video clips of it, what Trump said, what Bolton said, and whatnot. But I'm not really talking about that. I'm talking about your mental health. Is that a good way to put it? Your mental health going forward over the next couple months. When there's a new one of these breaking, and there will be probably... Let's see, it's Tuesday. Probably by the end of this week, if not definitely sometime next week. Mark my words. Mr. Producer, record this. Make sure this is recording because I'm going to ask for this again when I turn out to be right. By the end of this week, if not next week, there will be another Trump bombshell scandal coming out. There will be. It's a fact. They already have it planned. They already know what it is. When it happens, roll your eyes and change the channel. That's how the game is played. Also, should note, 
You know I'm more than willing to criticize President Trump when I disagree. And I've had some huge disagreements with him over the past few months. Lockdowns and, and the initial reaction to the George Floyd thing and all that. You know I'm more than willing to do that. Um, I also, because of what I do, happen to know people very, very close to the White House. And so I get information that sometimes I can't share, sometimes I can and share it vague. But I will tell you this, they're more than willing to tell me he screws this up, he messes that up, he does this really well. And I started asking, do you think there's any validity to that? Because I don't see Trump doing that. And to a man, they all laughed and said, you should see what he treats cops, military, firefighters, like even when the cameras are off. They said he's better to them when the cameras are off than they're on. It's not believable. It's a hatchet job. Don't let it bring you down. Anyway, here's Trump. With Biden, shipped away our jobs, threw open our borders, and sent our youth to fight in these crazy, endless wars. And it's one of the reasons the military, I'm not saying the military is in love with me. The soldiers are. The top people in the Pentagon probably aren't because they want to do nothing but fight wars so that all of those wonderful companies that make the bombs and make the planes and make everything else stay happy. But uh, we're getting out of the endless wars. You know how we're doing. Donald Trump is the greatest foreign policy president of my life. Because one, he's been absolutely right in how to conduct, a so how to do a softer footprint internationally. He's putting together peace deals. If this guy was a Democrat, he'd already be swimming in Nobel Peace Prizes by this point. He's doing that right. And he's taking on what Dwight Eisenhower warned about a long time ago and everybody else has warned about since, the military-industrial complex. And this gets confusing. And this can even it can even sound like a conspiracy theory, but just understand this. You do want private defense contractors. I'm not calling these people evil. You do. Because you need private companies, not government, private companies to come up with better stuff. The government sucks at everything. They would never be able to do it. So if you need a fancy new missile, you can't go to a government per person, can't go to a government department, they'll screw it all up. You go to a private company. So we want private companies to come up with things that go bang, to come up with new armor to protect our guys. We want private companies doing these things. However, it ends up with a conflict of interest that costs lives and costs trillions if we have this pipeline, as we do, of generals and top brass in the military going right from campaigning for a 20, 30-year career in the military, walking in the president's office for 20 or 30 years. We have got to stay in Afghanistan. Mr. President, Afghanistan, if we leave, the whole world's going to end. Mr. President, I am a general, and I'm telling you, we better stay in Afghanistan. All right, I'm retiring. Nice to see you, President Trump. Hey, hey, defense contractor. Yes, I will accept that $500,000 a year job on the board. That's not good. That's not good. So I'm fine with people having a great military career, obviously. I'm fine with defense contractors, obviously. This pipeline where you go right from pitching for war to making money off it, that's not good. That's not good, and it seriously affects a nation. And I'm proud of the President of the United States for being the first one that I've seen actually take them on. And they are powerful, mega wealthy, mega powerful, mega lobbying money, political power. You see a lot of not just Democrats, pay attention now, you see a lot of Republicans who seem to do that invade everywhere all the time thing take a look at their campaign donations public record let me know what you see john bolton had this to say about the potential comments and what he happened to say uh, in paris on the day before armistice day the 100th anniversary of armistice day getting getting ready to go visit the french pe president macron and According to what that article said, uh, the president made uh, disparaging remarks about our soldiers, the people buried at the Anmarn Cemetery. 
uh, in connection with the decision for him not to go to the ceremony that was planned that afternoon. And, and that's, that was simply false. I don't know who told the author that, but that was false. That's not exactly Trump's biggest fan. John Bolton already wrote a book basically talking about how bad Trump sucked. It's not, it's not believable. But again, remember what I said in the beginning? The Democrat Media Alliance, how they're one entity? Well, Joe Biden, he's all over this. If these statements are true, the president should humbly apologize to every gold star mother and father and every blue star family that he's denigrated and insulted. Who the heck does he think he is? Joe Biden's at the stage now, been a politician for 44 years. Joe Biden's at the stage where he should be better than that at not, not the political attack, that's what politicians do. He should be better than that at pretending to be angry. That's, that's just bad. That's bad. You know what, watch this again. I want you to play this video again. Watch this again. This is not somebody angry. This is somebody pretending to be angry, and Joe Biden should be a better liar than this. If these statements are true, the president should humbly apologize to every gold star mother and father and every blue star family that he's denigrated and insulted. Who the heck does he think he is? Sure, Joe. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. You know what else should make you and I uncomfortable? How many things we purchase in a given day that are made in China? It's one thing to have something made overseas, made in maybe this country specializes in this or specializes in that. I, sometimes that's fine. I prefer supporting the American worker, but obviously I have things in my house that are made elsewhere. But made in China should gross you out. That's our enemy. Look at the stock market. What are we going to do when that pops? Why is that going to pop? Because of what China did. Why do we have 50 million people unemployed? Because of what China did. 180,000 dead Americans because of what China did. Come on, let's stop with that. I want American made, which is part of the reason why I love Atlantic flag and pole so much. It's not just because their Phoenix telescoping flagpole kit is easy to install, and I mean really, really easy. If I can do it that easily, you can do it that easily. It's because that flagpole, American engineered, American made with American aluminum. That matters. Go fly Old Glory every single day. Go to AtlanticFlagpole.com. Let me save you 10%, though. Use the code JESSE. You save 10%. AtlanticFlagpole.com. Promo code JESSE. We'll be back. Election day is coming, and we have a new poll. New poll showing Biden up huge. Here's what it is. Before you freak out, here's what it is. Biden's up 10 points in a new poll. It was conducted from September 2nd to September 4th, so this is a week ago. Voters were asked if the 2020 presidential election were being held today between Joe Biden, the Democrat, and Donald Trump, the Republican, who would you vote for? The poll results, 52%, on why I can't talk today, voted for Joe Biden, 42% for Donald Trump, 3% voted not sure, and 3% voted for someone else, third party. Do you know what you can take from that poll? Two things. One, just ignore most polls. Just ignore most polls because you don't know who's pushing it. You don't know who paid for it. You don't know what questions you can ask somebody. So don't panic about all the new polls showing Donald Trump's down here, Donald Trump's down there. There's no need to panic about it because I can come up with a poll that'll, that'll go any way I want depending on how I word the question. However, there's a second thing. I know you and I think, and I, I've got caught in this trap several times, especially over the past few months. You and I tend to think other people agree with us. It's human nature, right? Other people think like we think, for the most part. So you and I, we look at the news, we see America's cities burning, 
We see how radically insane the Democratic Party has become. And we say to ourselves, <laughs> man, Trump has it in the bag. This thing's already over. That kind of thinking is how you lose elections. If you view this next election as being really important, I'm not going to do that most important election ever thing that they say every time. Even if it is, I won't say it just because they say it every time. But it is really, really important. If you want to know how important it is, do yourself a favor. Go look up the ages of the Supreme Court justices out there. This next election is really important. The next president of the United States may very well decide what the Supreme Court looks like for the next two decades, three decades. Really important. If you think the presidential election is really important, you had better act like it. You'd better work like it. You'd better drag family and friends to the polls. And who knows what kind of shenanigans are going to go on at the polls. Now, all right, election stuff aside. Try to be calm here. Steve Mnuchin. Don't care very much for Steve Mnuchin because Steve Mnuchin has been one of these guys on the forefront of handing out printed, unbacked government money by the billion, trillion, frankly, since the idiotic coronavirus lockdowns went into place. He's one of these guys, these super, super successful career guys who get into government and considers himself able to manage the economy because he's always been a manager, I'm sure a very, very successful private manager, but an economy of 330 million people cannot be managed. You can't pick and choose to spend this here and that there. We'll pull back here and we'll control that. It doesn't work. The market needs to be free. Oh, and stop spending money. I realize it's not sexy to talk about the debt ever. You start bringing it up in people's eyes, it's, it's, it's glaze over. And why? Because you can't feel it yet. I can't feel it yet. People who scream about the dead all day long, they seem like the guy on the, on the street corner, standing there naked with the cardboard side saying, the end is near. That's what they seem like, because you don't feel that yet. The asteroid hasn't started warming up the side of your face yet, so don't tell me it's coming. That's the problem with debt crises, though. You don't feel it till it hits. There aren't warning signs you get beforehand where they just give you a little bit of pain here and a little bit of pain there and you're like, ooh, we should probably do something about that. No, we all sit around living high on the hog with the government dollars and inflation and everything else until that bubble goes pop. And then we are seriously, seriously screwed. So when I heard him say this, I have to tell you, my jaw, it just fell on the table like one of those cartoon characters. The president and I couldn't be more pleased with the way the economic plan is working. We've injected $3 trillion into the economy. People thought we'd get 25% unemployment. Fortunately, it never came close to that. We're down, down to 84 But the president and I believe we should do more stimulus. We have about 7.5 million jobs that we need to get back until we're back to where we were. And we want to help small businesses. We want to help uh, businesses that are particularly impacted by this. And we'll continue to work on proposed new legislation. That is exactly what Barack Obama did. And we lost our minds. Stop taking my money and your money and handing it out and your government wisdom to the people you think need it. That's not your money. That's my money. Leave it alone. And finally, there's something out there that I can't quite put my finger on that makes me constantly feel like the world has turned upside down overnight. I don't remember feeling this way most of my life, but the left now makes me feel like I'm living in the twilight zone. You see, Jacob Blake... The man in Kenosha who was shot seven times by police, I'm not going to read you his um, crimes because this is a family show and they are foul. That is not a good person. And on top of those crimes, he 
put a police officer in a headlock and grabbed a knife when he was being arrested. At any other point in time, all of America would be joining me and think, oh, well, lock him up and throw away the key. What? Oh, that's awful. But here in this America, that is apparently all upside down, we now have had the vice, the, the vice presidential candidate of the United States sing his praises and the presidential candidate of the United States sing his praises as if this person is someone to look up to. Here's Kamala Harris. It's really um, wonderful. I mean, they're an incredible family. And what they've endured, and they just do it with such dignity and grace. And, you know, they're carrying the weight of a lot of voices on their shoulders. One, to express concern for their, you know, well-being, and, of course, for their brother and their son's well-being, um, and to let them know that they have support. What world did I wake up in? I'm, I'm just waiting to wake up one of these days. Are we that gone? The cops are the bad guy and Jacob Blake is the good guy? Is that, is that where we're at? I hope that's not where we're at. All right. Do you know what's happening during all this idiotic coronavirus stuff? All the lockdowns, all the everything else? People are staying home more. What happens when you stay at home more? You go online more. When you go online more, your information, more and more of it is getting out there. Did you know cybercrime is up 70 5% since coronavirus started. It's real. And what are they looking for? They're looking for your home title. Your home title is not a piece of paper anymore, not a physical one. Your home title is digital. It exists online. These guys, for a living, they prowl around online looking for your home title. If they get their greasy fingers on it, they will forge your signature on it, They'll do all the notary stuff that it will look as official as can be. I know because I've had it done to me. It'll look as official as can be, and they will take a loan out against your own title. Guess who has to pay that back? Well, it ain't going to be them, and it ain't going to be their insurance company. It's going to be you. Go to HomeTitleLock.com right now and register your address. Just see if you're already a victim. While you're there, sign up. Use the promo code JESSE. Get 30 days free. Again, promo code JESSE. We'll be back. Joining me now, friend of mine from Turning Point USA. His name is Graham Allen, and he's the author of a new book, America 316. Graham, I understood that you were Army, right? I didn't know you could write, let alone yeah. read. Well, well, and I'm from Mississippi, too. So, you know, it's like the trifecta. <laughs> of things. Uh, I, I think he shocked a lot of people that it wasn't written in crayon, for sure. <laughs> All right. Tell me about it. What is America 316? I'm assuming this is a play on John 316. Yeah, that or Austin 316, if you're a wrestling fan, uh, which, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I always wanted Stone Cold to kind of like secretly be my dad. So uh, anyway, no, I uh, so America 316 is half autobiographical, half what you would expect. And so, uh, you know, the first book, I really wanted to bring people on the journey of how I even got to the point where people knew enough about me to buy my book in the first place. And uh, because I figured that if I did that, then the second half of the book where I talk about some of my, my biggest videos I've ever done, some of the things that I'm most... Uh, infamous for, uh, depending on who you ask and things, uh, it would make a little bit more sense. And so, you know, we, we talk about all kinds of stuff. We talk about Christianity. We talk about uh, pro-life. We talk about how this new wave of conservatives can't be Christians. We talk about gun rights or human rights. Uh, our, uh, I even wrote a chapter in there that says our rights are not, uh, our rights and our freedoms are not up for debate. And ironically, I wrote it about nine to 10 months before all of this stuff started going on where blatant attacks against our rights and our freedoms are going on as we speak. And uh, anyway, so it ended up being kind of like this semi-prophetic chapter. So it was uh, unfortunate, but uh, kind of neat at the same time that that became relevant, so. Graham, speaking of gun rights, taking my boys out this weekend, we were actually shotgun hunting, taking them dove hunting. 
and mm-hmm. it was it was eerie. Grant, we're in Texas. We're in the suburbs of Texas, and I've been in all these gun shops a thousand times, and you're looking at empty shelves. Americans are buying weapons like they've never bought them before, and I have oh, to yeah. tell you, there's plenty to look bad about right now in the country. There's plenty to look down on. There's, there's plenty of reasons to be pessimistic about the future. I looked at that, and I thought, nice, we're still America. Yeah, well, no, and, and it's true. Actually, I got into uh, trouble with uh, with uh, the the FB, as I call it, not the FBI, the uh, the 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 social media platform that shall not be named during this interview, uh, because I did something very similar. I made a video about the importance of the Second Amendment and concealed carry and learning and protecting yourselves, uh, because you see the videos popping up everywhere of these. Uh, mostly peaceful protesters accosting patrons and their families at restaurants, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, in the video, I make the grave mistake of showing my concealed carry uh, in the video, basically saying, you know, situations like this is exactly why I concealed carry and you should too. Um, and apparently I was inciting violence uh, by doing that. And so, uh, you know, uh, it, it is, uh, that's why I love what you guys do at the first and, and networks like you guys are so important because uh, it is becoming more and more difficult to speak uh, every single day on social media for sure. Graham, because we have so many new weapons being sold, we undoubtedly have a bunch of new gun owners. You talk to these gun mm-hmm. ranges, they have people walking in all day long saying, I, I, I don't know, what do I do? You're obviously a man plenty experienced at it, but let's say you were giving some advice to someone who's never held a weapon before. Uh, Graham, what is this thing? What are you advising them? What should they be looking at? What should they be looking for? Rifles, pistols, what kind? What's the first step? Well, I think the first step is to respect the weapon, right? Like, like it, it, it is a weapon. Its purpose is to kill. I mean, that that is the purpose of a weapon. Uh, you know, for protection purposes, people uh, that find themselves in that horrific situation where they ever have to use a weapon to protect themselves, they're not using it just to scare people. Uh, you know, that is what the weapon is intended for. So respect of the power of that weapon is the first thing that I would tell everybody. You know, you see all these really cool, cool pew pew videos and all this stuff, and it's it, it's fun and things, but but you have to learn how to respect it first, and you have to learn the weapon. Uh, a pistol is a completely different shot than a, than an AR type platform. You know, two points of contact versus three, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, train, go to the range, go do your due diligence and learn how to be proficient with that rifle or that pistol or the shotgun or whatever. Uh, I tell most women uh, that, you know, shotgun is where you should go uh, as far as home protection and things like that. You can't can't beat a shotgun. But uh, anyway, uh, my first advice would be to respect it. Uh, you're obviously buying this, unfortunately, in a sense of panic because that's what a lot of people are buying weapons for for the first time. They're buying it in a sense of panic, and that can be a very dangerous thing in and of itself. And so everybody just take a breath, calm down, understand that you're actually buying something that is meant for um, the ultimate form of protection, and you need to uh, educate yourself accordingly. Graham, this Black Lives Matter, Antifa rioting crap that's been going on now. If, look, it feels like it's been 90 years. It's been a few months. It's been going on yeah. forever. Feels like forever, yeah. We have mayors. Oh. We have mayors who won't stop it. They won't yeah. let Trump bring in the National Guard and stop it. Right. How does this end? Does this end when cities completely empty and there's nothing left but the zoo animals of Antifa or what? Well, I'm going to say something that I could never get away with saying on uh, the FB uh, is uh, you get your uh, written houses. That, that, that's what happens. And, and, you know, my response to that whole situation uh, was, you know, people are saying, well, how does a 17-year-old get a rifle and this and that in the first place? I think the question that we actually need to be asking ourselves is, why is it that a 17-year-old felt as though he needed to take that stance to protect his neighborhood and where he was and defend where he was at. 
Um, that's what that that is where it is headed. If if law and order can't take place, if we don't empower our police, if our elected officials uh, are not there to protect us, law-abiding, God-fearing, gun-toting American citizens are only going to take it for so long. And and you know one of the things I talk about on my show all the time is the thing that scares me the most is I don't think that these rioters know exactly what it is that they're asking for. Because I'll take the 5 million just registered NRA members over these over these rioters any day. And those are just the people that are registered. <laughs> you know, and and I'll take I'll take our chances any day over something like that. And that's horrible to even talk about. It's horrible that we're even having to have those conversations, but at some point there has to be a line at some point, there has to be a point where Americans say enough is enough, and, and we've got to get back to normal life because this is not it. I don't understand the Rittenhouse situation. He's only 17, Graham. Isn't that just a child? I've been told several times he's just a child. I mean, he practically just took out his pacifier, right? Yeah, well, I saw a meme, and I, God, I wish I could claim credit for it, but I can't. And it said, if it wasn't for 17-year-olds with guns, we would all still be British. And uh, and so I thought that that was an amazing uh, uh, that was an amazing thing. And it can be argued World War II as well. All the people that lied about their ages to be able to serve in World War II, et cetera. So you know I don't believe that. Uh, you know who gives a crap? As that again, in my opinion, we need to be asking ourselves the real question of why was he the one that that felt like he had to take the stand and his daddy didn't do it then nobody else's daddy do it on the block and all this other kind of stuff uh i you know i think those are the questions that we need to be asking graham allen where can people see more of you man they can see they can see me on facebook and they can check out my brand new company that launches this 912 live from ground zero 912 united uh and they can go check out my book at america316.com appreciate you my man thanks brother it's dangerous out there but it's not just burglaries it's not just all the anarchy you see on tv what else have you seen consistently for months now on tv what have you, what have you seen even if you haven't noticed fires all over the place things are burning down now i want you to think about your home i want you to maybe you're already home right now take a moment take your eyes off of me as difficult as that may be and look around your home what do you have in that home that you can't replace if it burns down you know they burn down every night right you need a vault pro usa safe you just do you do they don't just sell safes. They sell storm shelters, walk-in vaults, vault doors. You can customize them. But think again. How many things in your home can't be replaced with insurance dollars? Go to vaultprousa.com. That's vaultprousa.com. Use the promo code JESSE while you're there. It'll save you a pile of money. Pick something out and buy it. Pick something out and buy it. Even if it's, even if it's a handgun safe. Even if it's a handgun safe, buy it. I own one of those too from Vault Pro, and it's outstanding. Lifetime warranties, American made, veteran owned company. VaultProUSA.com, promo code Jesse. Go protect your things. We'll be back. Joining me now. Isabel Brown with Turning Point USA. She's also a conservative commentator and a Gen Z activist. Isabel, these comments by Trump that nobody really necessarily believes. I think all the Democrats who want to believe it, believe it. No one else really genuinely believes that. No one who knows the guy or has heard him say talk to our guys believes it. But do you think they move the meter at all politically? Or, or look, let's say they were true. Do you think the general public is bothered by things Trump says by now? I say it's all baked in the cake. 
Absolutely not. And really, frankly, this is just the latest attempt from the left to discredit this president and his supporters in whatever way they possibly can. I think as we get closer to Election Day, every week we start to see a new conspiracy theory pop up. It was the United States Postal Service. Now we're seeing uh, anonymous comments coming from an inside source about veterans in our country. And they are so far-fetched and they continue to become even more far-fetched as we get closer to Election Day. I don't believe that the general public believes anything uh, of the sort related Related to these alleged comments from the president, and I think we'll see that on election day. How do you think it's going to play with the, the voters you need, the middle of the road voters you need, that Joe Biden first and now Kamala Harris have gone and elevated Jacob Blake, a man charged with some really, really ugly sexual assault crimes and who was resisting arrest. They've turned this guy into some kind of lion. He's getting visits with the vice presidential candidate. Do you think people are grossed out by this or am I the old out of touch guy with too much gray in his beard? And that's how people think now. People absolutely are, and law and order really is the number one subject that voters are going to be looking for leadership on as we approach Election Day in just a few weeks right around the corner. Ultimately, we need strong leadership in the White House that stands up against the riots, the looting, and the senseless violence that continues to grow in our cities. And I believe that voters are going to see so much more leadership coming from the incumbent President Donald J. Trump. Voters are worried about safety. You see Biden, as you just mentioned, you see Biden talking more and more about he's the he's the safety guy. How are they going to balance their I mean, obvious open support for chaos for the past few months with this newfound respect for law and order? It would actually suck to be a Democrat and have to balance that. Absolutely, it would. And former Vice President Joe Biden has lately started to come out and say that it's time for America to drop the violence, to drop the looting and the rioting, and to move forward with peace and unity. And the vice presidential candidate, Senator Kamala Harris, has started to say the same. But for most voters, that's just too little too late. For months, we've seen encouragement of this violence happening across the country from the left side of the aisle, including raising money to pay for bail funds, including uh, you know advocating for people to be able able to be arrested and continue just propagating as much violence as possible uh, within our nation's urban areas to continue causing as much chaos as possible in 2020. We've already seen chaos start to spread with the result of the COVID-19 pandemic and senseless regulations being passed by tyrannical governors and mayors across the country. And this is just another thing that the left is trying to cause chaos about as we approach election day. So I hear the words coming from uh, our candidates on the left side of the aisle and voters are seeing those things start to spread on social media, but for many, it's just too little too late. Isabel, you mentioned this word chaos, and I'll tell you, I have this concern. I've never in my lifetime had a real election where the election process itself was controversial. Besides the Bush-Gore thing, it was kind of a small deal, but last election, 2016, Democrats took a three-year, well, almost four-year now temper tantrum with the Russian collusion stuff. And they're starting to lay the groundwork all across the country with this folk, fake post office scandal. I think this next election, no matter what, is going to be challenged extensively in the courts. And I think it's really bad for the country as a whole. There's a lot of people who agree with you on that, and many are speculating that the election results may even go to the Supreme Court of the United States uh, and be decided by our panel of nine justices there. That would certainly be unprecedented, but you really hit the nail on the head. This is just laying the groundwork for the left's latest attempt to prevent the president from going back into office for a second term uh, in the White House. And we even saw former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton and 2016 presidential nominee say that we are cheating with counting mail-in ballot votes, and that hasn't even happened yet. Uh, we haven't even gotten to election day. So it's so premature. There is not even an inclination of evidence that the Republicans would be trying to cheat in this election. And I'm eager to see the truth come out as we approach November. Steve Mnuchin's out there talking about more stimulus money. Now, far be it for me to call anybody else out of touch, but I do not see the public clamoring for more stimulus money. I see the government clamoring to be allowed to go back to work right now, and I don't like it. And frankly, I don't like him. I have a problem with it. 
You know, it's eager to see the government want to step in to help ordinary Americans, especially with the financial crisis associated with COVID-19. But I also think everyday Americans aren't really interested in prolonging this financial crisis. They're ready to go back to work. They're ready to provide for themselves and their families and just have a sense of normalcy when it comes to exiting the COVID-19 pandemic and returning to normal, whatever that might look like. So I'm hopeful that Americans will start to go back to work, will fully reopen universities and businesses and establishments across the country country uh, and our leadership will continue to advocate for that as well you're in arizona or at least i think you're in arizona i believe you were last time we talked who knows maybe you've moved around people do that sometimes but in arizona we have a senator situation a big time senator situation they decided to run this woman martha mcsally up against kristen cinema cinema beats her and then they turn around and appoint the same lady who lost to the, the senate seat back to the senate and now she's going up against Mark Kelly, husband of Gabrielle Giffords, astronaut, has this middle-of-the-road all-American voting block, even though that's not what he is. And I think the Arizona Republican Party and Martha McSally are going to cost us not one, but both Senate seats in Arizona. Now, most people can watch this and say, I'm not from Arizona. You'll care about that seat a lot more when the next Supreme Court justice is up for nomination. Absolutely, and it's one of the most tightly contested races that we're looking at across the country when it comes to the United States Senate. I'm optimistic that Senator McSally will be able to resonate with voters more and more as we continue to see riots and violence spreading across the country as many politicians are trying to prolong shutdowns of government from the COVID-19 pandemic, including many regulations here in Arizona like mask mandates and keeping businesses and establishment closed. People are very excited about a return to normal and a return to just freedom for the American American people, limiting the size of government as much as possible. And that comes from strong conservative leadership, not necessarily leftist leadership cloaked as a middle of the road candidate that we're seeing with Mark Kelly. So I'm anxious to see the results of this election, but I'm confident in Senator McSally's ability to win re-election. What makes a good politician? ultimately their ability to serve the American people. And at the end of the day, I don't think we have seen a lot of that throughout my lifetime, especially in Washington. And we're seeing a lot of that starting to rise to the top when it comes to the left's nomination for president and vice president. What we look at are career politicians who've been in office more than twice as long as Generation Z voters like myself have been alive. Uh, and what we're really looking for is not the same people who continue to run on empty promises and campaign talking points, but never actually solve those problems. We're looking for strong leadership that comes up with innovative solutions to the problems that America is facing. Not someone consistently seeking re-election for time and time again uh, as each campaign cycle concludes. Why is Joe Biden still running for office? He's old, he's rich, his brain's turning into scrambled eggs. Why try to be president of the United States? I think it's been a lifelong dream for former Vice President Joe Biden to see the Oval Office himself as President of the United States. And perhaps it's a dream that he really wants fulfilled no matter how many times he has to run for public office. One thing is for sure though, there is a fracturing happening on the left side of the political aisle in the United States of America. And former Vice President Joe Biden just doesn't really resonate with many middle of the road voters as he continues to adopt a more and more progressive agenda being pushed by the DNC with the rise of progressivism on the left. Isabel Brown, people. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. All right. We've got some dancing that's going to make you feel good. Well, maybe not. Hang on, I'll show you. The rioting is continuing, the looting is continuing, and it could be a dangerous dangerous sport all this street rioting out there and this antifa thing this black lives matter thing it's ugly it's ugly they're doing violent things all that said i don't like when bad things happen to these people you know how soft and cuddly i am it breaks my heart so when i found out there was a video out there of an antifa guy accidentally setting himself on fire with a molotov cocktail i'll tell you my heart broke, and I think, I think to be honest with you, we should give you a tribute video to him. If it hadn't been for God and Joe, I'd been married a long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from, God and Joe? If it hadn't been for God and Joe, I'd been married a long time ago. <laughs> Sorry. All right. 
All right, enough of that. No, in all seriousness, all right, guys, play the actual tribute video to him, please. Hot pants. Hey! Hot pants. Smoking. It's not funny. It's not funny at all. One more time, please just play the tribute video because this is not funny at all. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE that gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.